Parents, we are back for part two of our sermon discussion uh, on our recent midweek series called This Is Our Story. I'm joined again uh, by Ashton and Justin. We're going to just hop right back into it. Uh, As we said, through this series, our goal, our heart uh, was to show how the Old Testament is still relatable today. And in part one, we kind of began to set the stage with this idea that uh, people have written off the Old Testament as unrelatable uh, and as a book of the, or a section of the Bible that doesn't apply to us today. Uh, so through this second part, let's just unpack why some people might look at the Old Testament and say, hey, it doesn't relate to me. It, it doesn't apply. It's just a bunch of old stories of people who did some crazy things. Yeah, God worked and moved, but it, it doesn't really speak to where I'm at today. So let's unpack why people might look at that today. And then how can we help parents or how can parents help their students uh, engage with the Bible on a daily basis, also specifically the Old Testament? You want to kick us off? Yeah, it's so good. I think there's a, there's a lot that comes with the Old Testament. I think probably the biggest hindrance, parents, is honestly, it can be confusing. It can yeah. be a lot. There's a lot of history, a lot of biblical knowledge that can go into understanding the Old Testament. And so some people shy away from even stepping into that. And Bunch of crazy names. Yeah. <laughs> I'm The genealogy alone, you, you read pages and pages in the Old Testament of genealogy. And I think uh, that the truth that we have to hold on to is that it's painting a picture. And also, I know in my own life, the people who walked alongside me as I learned the Old Testament, there were times where they said, I don't know, let's, let's open up a different book. Let's go to a different source. Let's figure that like, I, I think sometimes we feel we have to have all the answers. Yeah. That's not always the case. Actually, I think your students will respect if you say, hey, I don't know, because yeah. they also don't know. They feel the, okay, we're in this together. Let's figure it out together. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a section of the Bible to be ignored. It's one to be discovered and dug into to really understand the heartbeat of God. I think you were mentioning that earlier, right? We see the heartbeat of God through the Old Testament uh, and learn more about his character. Uh, and no, like we, we won't know all the answers. And yes, by and large, most of the events that you mentioned, hey, with Jonah, like we're not gonna go get swallowed by a fish, but the principles of that story are still very applicable to our lives today. Well, I'm glad you said that because one of the big arguments that often people will think or, or say out loud is, well, that was a different day and age. That mm-hmm. was a different time. That was a different context. And no doubt, context matters. But like you just said, it's not always about what city somebody was in, but it's the principles that God is teaching us thousands of years later of what, you know, from what happened with this group of people back in time, those same principles can absolutely help us build the right foundation in our lives um, accordingly. Um, One of the, I think one of the other challenges as a parent um, and is the reality that are we modeling it? Yeah. Because we want, I mean, I think every single one of us that have students uh, that are part of church, we want them to grow in their faith. We want them to know God. We want them to be, great men and great women. We want them to have great families and great futures, all those things. But the, the, where it gets challenging is in the midst of all the noise, in the midst of the chaos of life, in the midst of our schedules and all the things, school, homework, sports, fill in the blank. Are we modeling that as parents? Are we spending time 
in the Word. And I actually think that's where it starts. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that our kids need to see us at 7 a.m. reading the Bible. I mean, if they catch you doing that, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. But the point is, it's sometimes I think one of the challenges or hangups for parents with um, pouring into their own kids is they may feel, hey, I'm not doing this, so how can I pour this into my kids? Well, and that's what I would say is where it starts is get into the word of God. And then as conversations come up, as, as praying around the dinner table comes up, as Bible stories mm. come up, you, over time, you're gonna have that knowledge from your experience and by yeah. what God is doing in you through your own study. Yeah, because I think as students see that priority modeled in their students, they pick that up, right? I can remember, uh, like when I was in high school and middle school, I'd fall asleep on the couch some nights just watching TV. And I would wake up about 5.30, 6 in the morning and there would be my dad, right? It was very unintentional for me to see him doing this, but I, I saw him on multiple occasions. He'd be sitting there in the chair next to the couch reading his Bible. And that's something that's always stuck with me of like, hey, he had a, a busy day ahead. He knew it. Uh, so he said, hey, I'm going to get up at 6.30. But as you and I were talking earlier, right? <laughs> That's What's hard. happening at 6.30? Uh, listen, God, is God bless awake? the people. Is God awake at 6 a.m.? <laughs> like, that doesn't work for everybody, no. right? Like, some people, hey, you need that extra 30 minutes of sleep. Because if you don't get that extra 30 minutes of sleep, don't nobody want to be around you the rest of the day. And it's for everyone else's sanity and goodness that, like, hey, you, you need that sleep. But point being, if we model reading scripture, model a relationship with God and make that a priority to where, hey, I'm going to find time each day and I'm going to make this a priority to spend time with God, they will, they will pick that up. Uh, you know, I think uh, students, right, they live very busy lives. And when I look at it, I, a lot of times I'll ask the question to myself, how do they have so much control over their schedules? right, as a student, right? Because, hey, we are, at least maybe, I don't think things have changed that much since I grew up. My parents had to say yes and no to most of the things that I did. And, and I'm not saying, hear, hear me parents when I say this, sports, extracurricular activities aren't wrong, but there is a line where they become uh, counterproductive in one's spiritual life. And, and I think a lot of times we've put our students in a position where we encourage them to do all these activities, but the one thing that always gets tossed out to the side or neglected is their relationship with the Lord. Uh, you know, and I think that's a byproduct of the culture we live in. Uh, I think we live in a culture that is all about the accolades. It's all about how much can you do? Uh, how talented can you be? Mm -hmm. How many different things can you do and be a part of? And it's not always popular to say, hey, like one of the big things that I'm a part of is a relationship with Christ. Uh, that's just not something that culture prioritizes. And I think as a result, we've picked that up in our daily lives. I'm guilty of it. I'll look at my schedule for a day and I'm like, man, I have no idea where I'm gonna fit in reading my Bible today. Yeah, and I, and I, think, and, and I think I'm telling myself this as a, as a dad, a newer dad with two young kids. Um, what is this gonna, my kids are five and three. Another one on the way. Pretty cool. Hey, let's um, go. That was a welcome to Colorado shock. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but with that said, I, I'm trying to be strategic and also think, looking around the corner, like what's the future going to look like for me to help model for my kids? Because I want to model much more than just I'm on staff at a church, yeah. right? I want to be at home. I want to be as serious about the things of God as I am during the week about ministry with people that I get to interact with. So there's an element where 
my wife Bethany and I, we have to fight for this in our kids' lives. Mm. And it's going to be goofy at times, and it's going to be awkward at times. I mean, it is. Like, there's, you know, I even now, my son Graham is in preschool. Hey, Graham, how was school? Fine. He's five. <laughs> how does he already learn the answers to how I probably acted as a kid, too? Yeah. But the truth is, over time, over that consistency, he's going to start revealing more. Yeah. And as your students are revealing That's more, good. or even, hey, ask him questions like, hey, what'd you learn at midweek? What did Nathan talk about? What did Ashton talk about at midweek? And as they begin to explain some of these Bible stories or maybe important pieces of information uh, that, was, that were compelling to them, start asking them about that. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of an effective way as a parent to engage with your student with the things of God and begin to ask questions. What did they learn from it? What are they thinking yeah. about it? And then if there's something that needs a little bit of a course correction, speak into that yeah. or That's reveal... Good how you were challenged in something you read. Like, find those ways to connect consistently. Yeah, fight for it, make it consistent. But also remember, parents, like, you're just, you're not going to be perfect at it. No. Right? I'm not perfect in, in spending time with the Lord every single day. I'm not perfect at reading my Bible every day. And I think that's important to, to pass along to students as well. It's not meant to be legalistic. I think so often we get into, I have to do it every single day. Yeah, that's the goal. But we're going to mess up, and there's grace for that. Ashton, you, you do a lot of uh, or I shouldn't say it. You do a lot of work with high school girls, have a lot of conversations. How do you encourage them just to have this personal relationship with the Lord and how, in the midst of their busyness? Because I think, I think parents could learn from that. How are you having those conversations with students? Yeah, it's so good. I have a lot of different conversations, um, but I think what challenges high school students, probably middle school students as well, is they're faced with things that the Bible doesn't say much about. Mm. The gray areas. Yeah, right? The gray, the gray area. areas. Depression, anxiety, eating disorders. Ve- yeah, very real things in society today that maybe we don't have a Bible story mm. that directly relates. And, sure. the, and the biggest thing I can encourage our students is, in is to read scripture and figure out who God is in scripture. And so that's why I love the Old Testament. There's so many powerful stories that just show the heart of God and that teach our students what it looks like to be a believer. So yes, while there there maybe is no how-to guide on figuring out your eating disorder, there is stories about the fact that God wants good things for yeah. these students, that yeah. he loves them, he sees these these ladies, these girls as daughters. Like that's mm-hmm. such a powerful word. And so um, that that's what I encourage students is sometimes the stories can get super history rich or a little confusing, honestly. What is it teaching us about who God is and how can you apply that to your life? Uh, I think that is, that's where we have to shift the, these, this old Testament thinking to, it doesn't relate. It's not applicable. It is because it's a story of God's love for us. It's a story of God's love for your middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. I I love what you just said about, uh, I I love what you just said. And one of, and it reminded me of one of my favorite places in scripture. It's in Ephesians. And Paul says, as beloved children, Mm -hmm. that's how he starts I think it's five one. As beloved children, be imitators of God. Man. It's not just go be an imitator of God. Yeah. Because then the question is, how in the world do I imitate God? I can't speak life and create something, right? right. But it starts with identity. Yeah. As beloved 
children, yeah. the imitators of God. So just to your point, what fights anxiety and depression? What fights fear? What fights a lack of courage? What fights questions and doubt? is remembering who we are. Or we're not gonna find that or hear that just by the things that our teachers and our coaches and our parents say. It's also gonna be found, hopefully the most important, in the word of God when we begin to understand that as the creation of God and when we have faith in God, we become beloved children. That's a game changer on building that foundation. And and I I think you're, you're spot on, right? As maybe the Old Testament doesn't speak specifically to these issues, but the principles behind it, hey, God, God never abandoned these people when they met hardships, right? God spoke his, his love and his grace and his mercy for them. I mean, honestly, we just see it throughout the whole Bible. And, and man, something that like I, I desire personally, but I really desire for these students is that they would be students who, when they're faced with, hey, I, I'm feeling depressed or anxious, that they're not people who run to social media, or TikTok to find the answer of, hey, how do I get over this? But they run to the word of God and they know the word of God to the point that they're like, hey, you know what? This is what I know God says about me. And we don't get there like that, right? Like you get to that place over time, right? Over years and years of spending time in God's word and and building that relationship with him. Uh, And parents, no one is suited better for that job to help your student than you, than you. Like, we say this all the time, and maybe, it, maybe it's a cheesy thing to say. I, I really don't think it is. I think it is so important that, parents, you are the primary spiritual discipler in your home. For your student, you are the primary spiritual discipler. Yes, I'm the middle school pastor. We are all, you know, we all influence people towards Christ, we shepherd them, we cared for them, uh, we pastor them, but no one else can have the influence in your student's life like you can. Uh, I see middle school students for maybe a couple hours a week, if I'm lucky, uh, two hours at midweek, and then if you know, I get to take a student out to lunch or coffee uh, during, before I see him again next week, like maybe two, three hours a week. Take middle school students out for coffee. So look, some of them like coffee. Mom and dad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, they come back all jittered up. Hey, I don't have to deal with it. I just give them the sugar and the caffeine and then they go home. Uh, but parents, like, you're with them the rest of the week. Like, most hours of the, 24 hours a day, you're pretty much around your student. If they're not at school or at church or at sports, you're with them. And so they're, they're literally in your home. Uh, no one has a greater influence, a greater voice into their life than you. Uh, and so, yeah, with, it goes beyond just reading scripture, right? You can model worship. You can model generosity and giving. You can model rest, yep. right? Sabbath, right? I mean, my goodness, like could, our kids could use some rest uh, in their lives. But you can model to your students what it looks like to spend time in God's word. Here's the beauty, though, is maybe... Maybe as a parent, you're like, hey, you know what? I, I've just not been perfect at it, and I don't even know where to begin. Sure. So may I'll pitch this to you as a parent. Like, where should parents start if they're like, hey, I just don't even know where to begin myself reading the Bible, much less helping my student 
know where to start reading the Bible? Man, that's a loaded question and a good one. Uh, I'll go short, but um, you know, starting with the parents, if, if you're in a place, and th- this is a, this, this response is for much more than just Bible reading. Yeah. If you're a parent right now and you're like, hey, I don't know where to start, accountability is always one of the greatest places to start. Man. You know, if, I, if I'm wanting to accomplish a variety of goals, it's hard to do by yourself. For sure. Whether that's my wife cheering me on or whether that's Nathan, uh, a guy I work with, or Ashton just saying, hey, I'm wanting to do X, Y, and Z. Can you guys ask and check in on me yeah. from time to time? Hey, are you doing it, dude? Did you read? Did you fill in the blank? I think that's a really good place to start. And so if you're a parent right now saying, hey, I haven't maybe done the best job of this or I haven't just made this a priority, I want to start somewhere. First of all, there there are so many resources available to you. Even on our Journey website, there's resources for yeah. Bible studies, for uh, scripture uh, readings and that kind of stuff. You can go to the Bible app. Yeah. It's one of the easiest things to use on the planet. And you can schedule a verse of the day. You yeah. can schedule a reading program. Start small. Bingo. Yeah, exactly. And I, I tell people this all the time. Start in Proverbs. You know, yeah. today's, tw- so good. today's the 28th of the month. Read Proverbs 28. So good. And there's so much good stuff there. So I, I would start there. And then I think the other thing is just looking at a schedule. Schedule the time uh, as a parent when you're going to, whether your kids like it or not, you're going to have some conversation. Yeah. My kids are five and three. Yeah. There's like, you know, there's a Bible that we have that's built for kids, right? Yeah. It's designed for their brain and their understanding and their attention spans. But then being able to ask small questions. And as they get older, you can go a little bit more in depth. Well, as a middle school student parent, these are pretty bright kids. Start asking those questions. Try to find questions that go beyond the obvious. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know. I love that. I Just going back a little bit to helping our students read scripture, I, I think finding a way that uh, hones in on their giftings. If you mm. have a student who loves history, the Old Testament is full right of up history. Their alley. But if you have a student who loves stories, the Old Testament's also full of stories. Finding ways that your students are going to be able to interact with scripture is going to make them excited. Like, what's the next story for the day? Or what can I learn about this historical event at school in my textbook that also is happening the same time in scripture? Yeah, Finding those giftings that will encourage your students to get excited about reading the Bible. And parents, if you're looking for just a resource for your students to just start jumping into the, the word of God on a daily basis, maybe you want to use it too. We have a middle school scripture reading plan uh, where it goes day by day, five days a week. The, the weekends can be used as like catch-up days if you, if you want, but it, it's a couple verses uh, of reading a day, uh, and then it gives kind of a synopsis of those stories, kind of, you know, what is happening here, so that, you know, as you're reading it, you're not just left to your, yourself to try to figure out maybe what it's saying. So it gives you a little summary, and then it gives space to, hey, highlight Hey, what is, what is a verse that stuck out to you? And then just a spot to maybe explain in your own words what you think is going on, how do you think it applies to your life, and then respond to God in prayer. Uh, we also do weekly videos that go along with that week. Uh, and so we're putting in time to try to develop these resources. But parents, what I'm trying to say is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You don't have to sit at home with your spouse or with your students and say, hey, man, how, how are we going to make up a plan to start reading scripture? Start in Proverbs. I think that is great. You can get on the Bible app reminders, hey, here's a daily verse, right? Uh, and it'll give it to you, read a verse a day. Uh, there are a million, probably literally a million Bible plans on the Bible app. Pick one. Uh, it doesn't matter where you start. It matters that you start. 
that's what we're, we're really just wanting to instill is the principle. Yeah, and, and as a parent, don't be afraid of multiple translations. Yeah, um, I know there's a lot of them, and you might even be saying, like, I don't even know where to start. Uh, typically here at Journey, we read from the NIV, New, uh, New International Version. There's some other really good ones, too. The, the NLT, the New Living Translation, the ESV is the English Standard Version. Uh, another one that might be really helpful for conversations with your students, though, is the message yeah. translation. Now, I would... Just keep in mind that's a paraphrase in, in, in yeah. more relevant terminology for now or today. Um, but sometimes it can take really complicated pieces of scripture and synthesize it in yeah. such a way that's like, oh, dots are connected. It's great to read along with another translation. Bingo. For yeah, sure. I wouldn't base everything on that, but it's a great conversation starter. It helps connect dots. Yeah, so good. yeah I, I just, I think at the end of the day, parents, our heart uh, is to equip you to be able to pour into your students, uh, to be able to have this conversation with your students, to be able to instill these principles and, and lay this foundation. You know, I was talking with a, a high school student uh, the other day over at Lutheran, and uh, I guess in one of their theology classes, they, they had to interview a pastor and ask him all these questions. You know, what's your view on this part of theology and that? But the last question, and I really, I don't even know who the teacher was, but I so appreciate that they put this there. The question was, uh, for a student today, what would you, what's the one piece of advice that you give them towards their relationship with God? And, and I told this, this student, I said, be consistent now. Because if you're not consistent now, when you have people around you, when you, when you have parents who can help you, when you have uh, pastors and, and people, mentors around you that are willing to help you, man, this is the easiest time to build that foundation uh, in your relationship with God, because if you don't do it now, I mean, parents, maybe you, maybe this resonates with you. Maybe you tried to do set that foundation in college. Well, I did, and it was hard, right? Like it just, it, it wasn't possible. Uh, and and I, I failed multiple times at really trying to get that foundation laid. Uh, and I just, you know, I think back, man, if I'd been more intentional in middle school and high school, to lay that foundation of a relationship with God where I'm in the word consistently, man, like I just, I wonder where that could be today, that investment, how that could have paid off today. Any, any final thoughts? Yeah, the last one I would say is that was great, by the yeah. way. That was great. Um, I'm trying to think of just a strategic way to get in a conversation with your kids. Maybe you just, you figure out a, a, a time during the week when, hey, on Wednesday yeah. nights or on Thursday mornings or fill in the blank, where it's like, hey, we're going to spend 10 or 15 minutes or 30 minutes, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it needs to be, we're going we're gonna to open up the word together. Yeah. And trust me, it might be real weird at first. And people were like, what's going on, mom? What's yeah. going on, dad? Never seen this before. You know, um, but over time, trusting the process, being consistent yeah. now, over time, that will be something uh, that's powerful. I remember as a, as a high school student, I couldn't stand family dinners. Mm. I love my family, but sure. they were just kind of annoying. When I got to college, <laughs> I desperately missed family dinners yeah, because I had so great true. food. No, I'm kidding. It was really because I missed, <laughs> I missed the conversations. I missed the opportunity the to, exactly, to engage. And so while it may seem goofy now, over time, it may be the one thing that stands out the most to your kids. But get it on the calendar, right. you know, and different, different act. You know, I, Scotty, he's talked to all of us multiple times. I know he said it in messages before of uh, with tithing, right? Don't put your tithe at the end of your budget. 
because it'll, it'll never happen, yeah. right? Because you'll get to the end of your budget and go, I just don't have enough to tithe. Put it at the, the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, and so I think the same principle is true with this. Hey, let's put that on our calendar first. This time that we're gonna spend with God as a family, hey, let's put that on the calendar first and then let's build everything around that. So that way, hey, we know every week uh, we're gonna do this as a family. Uh, or encourage your students, hey, every day, let's just find a time, five minutes. Like, yeah, I think we've put in our minds that we have to go off in this dark closet or corner and just, you know, light some candles and open our Bibles for like an hour and just go, God, speak to me for like an hour and just sit there in solitude. That's great. Like, don't get me wrong. Retreating is great, but what kind of candles? I don't know. <laughs> Not scented? I don't know. You need a good scent. A Sorry, good scent. Go I don't know. But point being, like, that's just not feasible for most people, much less a middle school student, right? It's just they're, they're going to sit there, twiddle their thumbs, and it's going to be super unproductive. But a student could do five minutes. They could do 10 minutes, right? Instead of getting on their phone or video games, hey, let's read our Bibles first. Hey, let's spend some time. Do it with them. Uh, at the end of the day, if we make it a priority, it'll happen. If we say, hey, it's not a, a high priority in our life, it won't happen. Hey, you could bribe them too. Hey, here's a verse of the week. Memorize Man. it and uh, write down what you learned from it, and we'll give you five bucks. <laughs> Candy or money, that's right? it. Right? <laughs> hey, listen, parents, your students, they love gift cards and candy. Yeah. That's video what I've games. come to learn. Yeah, video games. But they love a good gift card. Any final thoughts you got? Um, yeah, I just would encourage you parents, if you don't know where to start, I feel like we hit on that a little bit, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't negate your parenting skills, your abilities, how we feel about you yeah. as parents. It's okay if you need someone to come alongside you and help start this process. Yeah, and the, and the truth is probably 99.9% .9 of parents are figuring it out alongside you. Mm -hmm. uh, you are not the only parent trying to figure out how to help your student better engage in their relationship with Christ. You're not the only parent trying to figure out for yourself how to better do that in your own life. Uh, and at the end of the day, we just want to help you. And so, uh, you know, I would love to just see my inbox and text messages full of parents saying, hey, how can I help my student? Hey, what resources could you give me? Like, I would just love to spend an entire day resourcing parents to better equip their students. Because at the end of the day, if we can do that, man, I, I, there's no telling what this next generation could do if they have a solid foundation uh, with Christ set before them as they go forward through life. So, and parents, uh, we hope, we really do, uh, honestly, genuinely hope uh, that this is something that's been beneficial for you. Uh, we hope that uh, this series is one that has had uh, great impacts in the life of your student. We hope that this series and discussion uh, shed some light for you and your students of how the Old Testament uh, is still relatable today. Uh, and seriously, Please take us up on it. If you need any help uh, equipping your students to engage in their relationship with God, we would love to, to be a part of that conversation. We'd love to help you. Anything that we can do to help you, we count that as a win. So parents, we love you, uh, and we can't wait to have another discussion with you soon.